0: Hello, members of the Interior Therapist community. This is Peter Malinowski, clinical psychologist, and this is our Catholic take on Chapter 5, IFS and the Body, of Richard Schwartz and Martha Sweezy's 2020 book, Internal Family Systems Therapy, second edition. We are getting into the underlying Catholic anthropological issues that are relevant to Chapter 5, that are relevant to IFS and the body. So I want to just start by saying that in the history of the Catholic faith, there have been a number of heresies that have come up that have been condemned by the church because of how those heretical views looked at the human body. When we're talking about Manichaeanism here, we're talking about Gnosticism, we're talking about Albigensianism. These are heresies that in one way or another condemned the human body or saw evil in the human body why do these come up well i think there's a number of reasons going back to the fall but one of the things i want to focus on is some of the passages for example in galatians that where saint paul talks about the flesh and there was a great 2013 blog post by marcellino Ambrosio entitled what does saint paul mean by the flesh it's perfect he, makes, he has this great quote where he says, Jesus did not come to, quote, save souls, end quote, but to save human beings. And what he means by that, it's not just that Jesus comes to save our soul. Jesus comes to save us in our entirety, body and soul. So I just thought that was a great way of looking at this because I think we have this splitting or this polarization between Body and soul, and I think it's complicated when we hear about Saint Paul condemning in several of his epistles the flesh. I want to read you this quote from Marcelino de Ambrosio. Though, when Paul is condemning the flesh, he is not talking about the human body created by God. That's a very important point. He is not talking. Saint Paul is not talking about the human body created by God. So, Marcelino goes on. Rather, he is using. Quote, flesh, end quote, as a code word for the distortion that original sin introduced into human nature. The flesh twists and misdirects natural desires so as to make them destructive and degrading. Lust is a good example. It's not another name for sexual desire. It is what, quote, the flesh, end quote, does to sexual desire, making sexual desire an instrument of self-gratification and exploitation rather than committed love and the miracle of new life, as intended by God. So we can see here that St. Paul is not referring to the body. That's not what he means when he's talking about the flesh. And so those translations and so forth can, I think, complicate things. And that may not even be highly conscious or intellectual. A lot of times Catholics have an intellectual appreciation for the goodness of the human body. Maybe they've been influenced by St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body or things like that. But still there is this condemnation of the body for the burdens it holds. It's a way sometimes of getting away from an awareness of sin. The body condemned for having seemingly caused sins, right? Caused ourselves to sin or caused others to sin against us. So we need often to have a discussion with clients about what, is, what are sinful acts and what are merely disordered, right? A lot of times there's this real confusion in the formation of conscience for clients between what are internal phenomena that are not inherently sinful. They may be disordered, but they're not sinful. For example, those things that come up spontaneously, things that are called first moral acts, they don't carry a moral weight until they're acted upon in some way. And so even intense anger at God, if that comes up spontaneously, for example, right, it's not harbored, it's not nurtured, it's not embraced. It comes up though, because a part misunderstands God, that's not sinful. Now that anger at God is disordered. It doesn't reflect an injustice that God has perpetrated on us, but, it's, but it doesn't carry sin unless we blaspheme or, or in some other way act out against God. So, with these bodily reactions, sometimes people are really horrified about what their bodies have done in certain difficult situations. And so, we want to make sure that we're dealing with those kinds of moral questions. Lots of God image issues are also held in the body. A lot of the emotional reactions to firmly held distorted God images that parts have, that's often expressed through the body you will often find it in the shoulders in the back in the stomach in the head with the headaches there are all kinds of ways in which parts express distress about their relationship with god through the body and so the body is one of those very fruitful places to be able to to be able to explore and to understand that All right, so that's it for this particular Catholic take on IFS and the body. We will pick it up with the Catholic take on chapter six when we get into the role of the therapist in IFS.